Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, we've all been there, folks. We've all made mistakes. I've certainly made my fair share, and I've got no doubt that plenty more will be made along the way. Uh, But the beautiful thing about making mistakes is that we get to learn from them. And sometimes we have to make mistakes a few times before we learn, and that's totally okay. So hello and welcome to episode number 67 of the Make Music Income podcast. My name is Stevie B. I'm here with Mr. Eric Copeland, and today we'd like to discuss some classic mistakes to avoid. This discussion is aimed at those who are starting out in their journey in the music biz and also those who have begun their journey and are kind of, you know, trying to figure things out, put themselves out there. Um, Hopefully we can offer a bit of insight based on our own experiences here. But first, as always, a little weekly recap, starting with uh, you, Eric, what's going on? Um, you know, a lot as usual, it's been a interesting week. I, I finally, finally got back to my Hello Composers channel. I've been planning this video for like a month. Oh, it's I, been a long time since you put something. Well, up there. yeah, uh, just because of school and because of just trying to get, uh, you know, uh, uh, I have plans for this channel, the Hello Composers channel. And so I'm going to start rolling them out. But um, I had this idea watching Star Wars about a month ago. And by the way, we're shooting this on Star Wars Day. And uh, so may the 4th be with you, uh, even though by the time you hear this, it's going to be way past that. But um, anyway, uh, I had this idea about a song uh, or a, a theme from Star Wars that I was listening to. And, and these four chords, you know, we talk a lot about four chords when we're, when we're developing music. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I just heard these four chords being pedaled over this uh, note, and it is crazy. And so it actually turned out I waited until yesterday to do it. And today is Star Wars Day. So I'm going to put out a little thing about it. Um, Are you going to Disneyland and, and today? To watch it. Uh, you know, I'm not going over to uh, Hollywood Studios, which is where the uh, Star Wars stuff is today. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, and I can't go tomorrow. But, so I will I will just I probably go next week. It's going to be super crowded there today yeah. for Star Wars Day. It'll be nuts. So I'm not going over there. That's the beauty about living here. You can go on the days when it's not nuts and you don't have to hope nobody's there. But um, yeah, so I put this new new video out called What Possesses a Man. It talks about John Williams and Han Solo and Leia. So if you if you like that kind of thing, go go to the Hello Composers channel, the Link is is usually in down below, or you can just look it up. Hello, composers, and uh, I'm also thinking about a new mastermind for that channel, um, and so uh, I'll have more information about that soon. And then I just really want to rebrand it with educational stuff, like I did on this video. Uh, I want to listen to people's music on there, and I find that's a great way to grow it. And then I want to just talk about my compositions because I just don't have much time to talk about that on Make Music Income because we're always talking about helping you guys avoid classic mistakes and things like that or or things that are going on in the industry and money things. And so mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not 
it's not someplace I get to talk about my music a lot or talk about composing. So it's, it's, I've thought a million times about um, folding it in to make music income, but it just, it just seems different and its own thing. So we'll continue down that road for now. Um, <clears throat> speaking of make music income, I am uh, still continuing to work on my flagship course, um, starting to get stuff into PowerPoint now so that I can do a, a PowerPoint uh, presentation for the with the video. And so that is going to be happening. And then uh, I also finished and posted two new songs for stock libraries, uh, including the one that you and I worked on. So we'll see how that one does. Ooh, nice. And uh, yeah. Um, and oh, and then the, they're also both going to Spotify and the DSPs. Um, so that's that's happening. And speaking of the Spotify and DSPs, I am doing a video tomorrow again. It will be Friday, last Friday when this by the time this comes out. But it's going to be about how I marketed my last album to Spotify, what the results were. Um, I've got new music coming out tomorrow as well, as well mm -hmm. uh, from my uh, my from the moment music brand, and then. That's going to make 36 songs released this year to Spotify so far. And we're just nice. starting May. So I, I'm, I'm right on track to get 100 in by the end of the year. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six more brands to release new <clears> stuff for that are ready to go. I don't have to really do anything to them. They're just sitting there that, you know, they've been going into stock or whatever. And, and they're just sitting there waiting to be released. So uh, may, maybe more than that. Uh, I have a Halloween album. I have all sorts of stuff to go. A patriotic album so moving right along right uh getting stuff in there that was the goal uh, and the, what i did this year was i tied them all to my john eric copeland which is my full name you um uh spotify page so when you see my composer page there may only be composer type stuff on there but at the bottom it's going to say also appears on and it's going to be on all of these brands and so kind of tying everything now to my uh, as a featured artist. I'm a featured artist on all my brands, but it, it, it leads to a central place, kind of. So we'll see how that works. It's weird thinking that your first name is actually John. I can't, I, I mean, you're an Eric to me, not a John. Well, that's <laughs> that's why my mother felt. So uh, it's good for all of us. Because uh, I, I, I mean, John's fine. It's just- I like John. I like John. It, it's just not, it's my school name because it's first, you know, and they always call you by your first name at school. Right. But uh, I'm all, I also have a new distributor that I'm going to be releasing stuff through. Uh, well, at least one album, the one that just came out tomorrow, to yesterday, the day before. Uh, the one that's coming out on May 5th. Right. Um, is uh, through this new distributor, and, and I'm going to be doing a video about them. Cool. But other than that, that's all I can think about to talk about right now. How about you, man? What's going on? Um, well, I'm su I'm surprised. Maybe it's not as noticeable. Uh, well, it certainly isn't. Uh, it would it would have been a few days ago, but my face is still a little bit burnt. Uh, I from can tell. You know, <laughs> it's a little it's red. A little red. Uh, last week I was up in the mountains snowmobiling, and speaking of mistakes, I did not wear enough sunscreen. Um, you don't realize how much sun exposure you're actually getting up there because the reflection of the snow itself is like a extra bit of like sun intensity. And before you know it, your face is just like burnt to a crisp. It was actually pretty rough. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was fun. Um, what's going on in music news for me? I spent quite a bit of time updating the Production Music Tools website. Uh, it's looking much sexier now. Um, and you know what? I actually did a lot of research on like Shopify apps and just tools 
in general um, this last couple of weeks and took stock of some of the apps and tools that I'm paying for already. And man, it's actually shocking how much amazing free stuff there is out there. Uh, not just for music tools, but like for content creation as well. Like for example, I um, I just downgraded my Adobe plan and I got rid of Premiere Pro completely. And wow. I'm using DaVinci Resolve and it's totally free. I didn't even realize it. It's absolutely completely free. It does everything I need it to do. So so you don't use Final Cut? No, I, don't, I never used Final Cut. I was oh, always okay. a, an Adobe guy. I was always using Premiere Pro. And now I'm saving $60 a month by not using wow. it. And I don't need it at all. Dang. So it's cool. There's lots of, the, anyway, there's like these all these Shopify apps that I ha that are totally free that I'm using to uh, kind of augment my um, production music tools website. Very, very cool. Um, so I'm ex excited about that. Um, I'm just starting, I'm at the starting phase of a big contract to do a bunch of uh, custom composition for like an annual festival here in Vancouver. I can't actually disclose all the details right now because it hasn't been completely worked out. Um, but basically I'm doing a lot of like trailer remixing, I would say for, it's like a live nice. performance. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of work. It's good money, but, uh, it's, it's probably going to be pretty time consuming. Um, I'm excited though, because literally like tens of thousands of people will be hearing it, um, which will be fun, be able to hear it on a big sound system. That'll be exciting. Uh, nice. Working on a new Cubase series. Uh, this one's gonna be about indie rock uh, for all you Q uh, Cubase users out there. If you haven't seen it, go check out the, uh, the Lo-Fi Hip Hop series that I did uh, for Cubase. They just put that out last month. Um, I was very happy about the way that turned out. So yeah, looking forward to working on a new one. And, uh, this coming Wednesday is the big reveal of uh, last month's challenge. A April's challenge in the Academy um, was uh, was basically I paired up members randomly for like a collaborative challenge. And I kind of assigned everybody, like I assigned teams like tasks essentially. So I'm really excited to hear uh, what the teams came up with. Um, I still haven't figured out May's challenge. I actually got to get on that today. Hey, hey, I'll just send you the one. I've been meaning to send you the one that we did together anyway. You could throw that in there. So oh yeah, that's a good idea. I actually, I'm actually, I, I did a collab with uh, with Arco uh, for for the oh, nice. for April. But uh, yeah, I'll showcase that one too. That, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. Cool. So uh, please, please send me the uh, the final yep. mix of that. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, and if. Uh, if you or anybody else has any suggestions for the May challenge, I still haven't figured that out yet, so let me know. Okay. Yeah, and otherwise, also working on, I don't know if you would call it a, like a flagship course, maybe it'll be my flagship course, but it's a mixing course. Um, and I'm trying to film one lecture a day. That's about all I have time for at the moment. Um, but I hopefully should be able to get it finished by the end of this month. It's an important one. Yeah, it's one I've been working on for a long, long time. I really want to make a great mixing course. There's so many out there. I've, I've taken a few myself, and so I kind of got an idea of like how I'd like to sort of present my thoughts on it. But uh, it's such a massive, dense subject. It's hard to cover everything, but kind of want to just get people fast-tracked to being able to like, you know, create better mixes in, in a short period of time so that's will there be a mastering segment to that as well yeah but it won't it won't be like you know because mastering itself is such a like a massive subject mm -hmm. in, in and of itself so it's like i don't want to go down the mastering rabbit hole so much i kind of want to yeah. approach it as like in the way that i do which is you know essentially mastering for the sake of like one finishing one track in like a short space of time yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than like you know making it like because you can make an entire course but contemporary mastering now is you know we're doing so few albums 
you know, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're doing so many singles and yes. you, you're really just, you're just making sure your singles is as in good a shape as it can be. I mean, there's not much way of comparing it or knowing what's going to play before it or after it necessarily. So, you know, which is what mastering has traditionally been. It's Tradition, a way to, yeah. you know, put everything together and make sure it's flowing together with the time between and the levels and EQ and all that stuff. And that's just not, you know, it's not the thing. Anymore. Yeah, and, th and that's still totally relevant if you are want to become like a mastering <clears throat> engineer and, and work on, uh, you know, uh, mastering people's albums and stuff like that. That's mm -hmm. totally a thing. But I think in the context of my mixing course, it won't be focusing on that so much as it just trying to like finish one track and make it sound really good, you know? So yeah. Yeah. anyway, um, let's dive into it. So we're talking All about right. mistakes today. I've got classic mistakes. Classics. These are classics. I got classics. I think I've... I've definitely been guilty of all of these. I got five. I don't know if you wanted to add to the list, but uh, I added one thing. I add one so thing. Far. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if I think of something else, I'll add it. So cool. Well, um, let's go ahead and start with the first one. Yeah. The first one is lack of focus. I think that many musicians or producers, composers, whatever you want to call yourself, we try to do too many things at once, which, which can lead to, you know, a lack of focus and a lack of progress in any one area. So I think it's really important to kind of, you know, spend some time identifying your goals and pri prioritizing them so that you can make meaningful progress. But I think we, we have this discussion a lot here on this podcast. It's kind of like um, a balancing act between a lack of focus and then putting all your or the flip side of that would be putting all your eggs in one basket and not like. Uh, you know, trying new things and spreading yourself out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's a really tricky balancing act um, between those two extremes. And um, I don't know, I would say that like this thing, this has been a, a real struggle for me uh, in the, in over the years. I think I've kind of nailed down what I, you know, I, I'd like to focus on, but I still always, I still sometimes wake up and feel like, man, I got way too many things going on. I'm spreading myself too thin. If I could just focus on like two things or three things rather than like five or six, then maybe I'd be making more progress in those select few things. But it's really tricky because I've got a lot of like irons in the fire and I like to keep myself busy. But ultimately, sometimes I feel as though uh, some of my endeavors suffered for the sake of just kind of like having too much, uh, too many things going on at once, too many things on my plate. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. And you know, I am a supporter of many, many uh, things, doing many things to make music income. Uh, and, and my course that's that I'm working on right now is all the ways, basically, or at least all the ways that uh, I know of and work for me. But at the same time, I have to, I have to decide which ones are the most important. And I have to, from time to time, continually make sure I am I am focused in the right places, you mm -hmm. know, and say, okay, or uh, this week, I need to focus on getting this course done, <clears> or I need to focus on getting a video done, I'm working on this video, yeah. or I need to work on uh, a song, I gotta get some songs in there, they're almost done. If I just focus and spend a few, you know, and, and to, the, to, the, uh, to the point where I'm ignoring everything else, you know, that's the important part, is I need to get this the one thing done, 
And, and so focus doesn't have to be like this. I'm on focus, like you're on drugs to focus all the time. You know, you're like just killing yourself to focus on everything. But you can you can d direct your focus, Fo you know, focus your focus. Um, make sure that your focus <laughs> is on the thing that you need to get done right now and get it done. And uh, don't feel bad that you're, something else is not being done. If you're really focusing on getting a song uploaded that you've been working on for a while and you've <clears> got to <throat> get it done or just getting that song done. And at the, at the expense of anything else that you want to do, watch TV, you want to be on... Uh, you know, online, you want to be watching YouTubes or making YouTubes or mm -hmm. whatever. Sometimes you just have to pull back. You just uh, put up a short today and it's because you didn't have time to focus on putting a whole video together and all that that would entail. Mm -hmm. um, shorts are what they are, but they are sometimes easier to make, you know, and, yeah. and faster to make. Um, yeah. Uh, so... I think that's that's a, it's an important thing, and and I think it you can solve it. This is how to avoid a lack of focus. You can avoid a lack of focus by by cutting down all the things that you might focus on, at least for the time being. You know, you can you can stop and say, okay, I got. It's like when I got this video done yesterday that I've been trying to get done for a long while. Finally got it done. It's done. I can move on to the next thing that I'm trying to get ready for. Yeah. Or, or work on so. Yeah, and I think speaking of focus too, it's like, you know, for for me at least, I, I I get really easily distracted. I guess you know some people call it like ADD or whatever, ADHD. Um, to some extent, I suffer from that. I I think <clears throat> for for you know specific tasks like this morning, for example, I was working on trying to make some serious progress with like a hip hop track that I'm writing, and man, I just got to put my phone in another room, like I it can't even be there, and uh, I'll usually close down my, my Chrome browser too, so that I'm not, um, tempted to float away and like watch a YouTube video or something like that. But really the phone is a, is a big thing. You know, it's like, as soon as a text comes in or any kind of notification, then it just takes away from, from that focus momentarily. And it really, really, I, I really need, the song needs my undivided attention for at least like 20, 30 minutes at a time, like very, very in you know, in the zone kind of focus. And I close my, the door to my office too. And my wife knows not to come in, <laughs> you know, those, those little I, things. I, I, a lot of times will get all that done early. I'll just do that first thing. And mm -hmm. then I put it up. Um, unless I'm not like focused on any task, I can, I can just put it up and not look at it. Plus here's a, here's a really good way to avoid, um, have, you know, a lack of focus and, and just no direction and just getting interrupted by your phone all the time. Don't have notifications on your phone. Yeah, I, I've turned my uh, my Instagram notif notifications off. I haven't off. heard my phone make a noise in ten years. Yeah, because I I don't have I don't use beeps and bells and everything to tell me. The only one I get is a buzz whenever my wife is calling. Yeah, or whenever PayPal pays me. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> when I get paid, I want to know that, and uh, I'll tell everybody. Oh, I just got one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, I just got six hundred dollars. You know, and uh, that's especially to my class uh, who's trying to learn how to, you know, get into the business. I will tell them I just yeah, made money. That's and, cool. Uh, <laughs> but I, otherwise, text. No, I don't even have the the little thing on that tells me I have two texts. I just 
don't I click on the text to see if anybody sent me anything. So if you don't see anything back from me, it's because it's not telling me that there's anything there. Emails, maybe I have the numbers on there, but again, it's not beeping or buzzing or anything like that. I have to physically go there to see what's there yeah. versus being told to go there by my phone. I'm not going to be told by my phone where to go. Yeah, right, right. That's right. smart. Yeah. Number- so think about that. Um, I have one that yeah, uh, if ahead. you're done with that one sure. that I, I thought of, and I think it's good to put up front here, and that is make sure you're not waiting for whatever. In other words, I know a lot of people who have been waiting for 20 years to get started doing what they want to do. They, they've been waiting for the person who's going to realize their genius and say, okay, we're going to give you a deal and you can, you can do this. Or they've been waiting for that right collaborator to come along. They've been waiting for that, um, that, you know, that time when, uh, their kids are grown or they're, they're, um, they're done working and they're retired or whatever. And listen, you cannot wait around your whole life to get started with what you want to do with music and, and be serious about this. I mean, any, any artistic craft is like this. You, you need to live your life now. You need to live your music life now. That, I'm not saying quit your job. <clears throat> I am not saying quit your job. But I am saying, why not start working on it now? Why not? Why keep waiting? I know lots of people who have waited just to start trying to make some music. You know, well, one day I'm going to do that one day. Or, or trying to get people to hear their music. Yeah, I'm making it, but I don't know if I want to throw it on a library or whatever. Or I don't know if I want to put it up to Spotify. I'm like, why aren't you putting stuff on Spotify if you have it recorded? Why aren't you putting a, 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 a some something out to tell people you can produce them because you're producing your music and showing them what you're producing and start making some money? Yeah. And so I think people just wait and wait and wait their whole life. And I did. I just sat around and messed around. And I kind of waited until I, I was kept waiting for a, a, a publishing deal that never came. And finally, finally, I decided to get out and, and do this on my own and make some income. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is another kind of like balancing act situation where it's like you don't want to wait too long. You don't want to rush it either. Um, yeah. I think that you want to have fun initially, you know, and, and make music that makes you feel good. And, you know, there's no point in, in putting yourself out there if you're not feeling confident or ready to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the extreme other end of that, I mean, it's like, I, I, you know, my wife has this friend who has been working on an album for like five, six years or something. And he's like, never, he's just, ne- he's always got an excuse as to why it's like, you know, it's, a, it's a, still working things out, working the kinks out. I'm like, you know, it's like, dude, this is, you're getting old. Like, you know, this, it's like, let's, let's put it out there. Let's go. I mean, there's, we, I think we probably all met that person who's like this ultra perfectionist and just doesn't want to put out there. And, and I think maybe some part of that is due to the fact that like, there's some fear of rejection or there's some fear of failure. Uh, aspect going on there where it's like you don't want to put it out there because you don't want to have to face the fact that it might not like live up to your own expectations for whatever you want it to do and um this is all part of uh of yeah embracing um just you know a failure and 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 i think that you know so many things that i put out there just haven't done well and I've come to a point where I've sort of been able to really manage my expectations about the things that I put out there, but I know that like one in 10 things is going to do really well. And so it's just a numbers game, you know? Um, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about rushing into anything necessarily. I'm just talking about quit 
quit waiting for the stars to align before you really start to do music seriously. And it's easy to do because you might have another job and, and it, it's your focus and you like it. You don't not like your job, right? But at the same time, you're just you're just waiting for just the perfect time to do anything like this. And I yeah. And I think that it, it's you probably if you're listening to this, you probably know what I'm talking about. And uh, I I have some things that I've been waiting on for a long time. Yeah. And and I'm like sometimes I'm like why am I just putting that off and doing I could be doing that you know and so yeah anyway yeah I put off my art list application for a long time could have been could have been making money in that time. But yeah, I think that that's something to do with just worrying about getting turned down, which I shouldn't have been. So anyway, um, this kind of ties right. into our, our next subject here, which is which is rushing the creative process. Um, I think I think it's really important to to take the time, you know, just to slow down, take the time to de to develop your skills and really hone your craft. Um, ru rushing the creative process is is ultimately going to result in a lack of quality in your work um and i think that putting that out you know, putting out a lack of quality like you know before you're you're really ready to to, to go is it's can it can be damaging i think you know it's like you you want i mean you want to be sure i mean if, if you feel like it's not ready to go you shouldn't be putting it out there um, you shouldn't be rushing anything. I think you should feel like super confident about about your work and you should be, you know, talking with other people to make sure that you your confidence is justified. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. maybe another point that we'll we'll touch on later. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I spent a long, a long, long time just not worrying about, you know, putting stuff out there or, or like applying to libraries or whatever. I just wanted to 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 hone my craft and and make sure that I was getting pleasure from listening to my own uh, work before I before I did that. So there was a long time where I just kind of messed around on my own and was only trying to please myself. That and you know we are we live in an instant culture now. We live in a culture where we can have anything we want anytime we want. That's what that's why the pandemic, especially for Americans, was so difficult because we are so used to instant gratification. I'm hungry, going to McDonald's, it's one minute away. Mm -hmm. I'll go get it, I'll come back. I, 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 want some, I want some wheat checks. I'm gonna go up to the grocery, buy some wheat checks because it's right there on the shelf. I know I can have it anytime I want. Well, suddenly, with pandemic, we couldn't have whatever we want. And now with DAWs that have all these sounds, free sounds, and all this kind of stuff, you get free DAW, free sounds. I'm getting ready to do an experiment on my PC over there with a free DAW and some free, uh, you know, I told you that my, my, com my computer is really old, you know, but I'm gonna find a, a DAW that works on this old computer and some free sounds and show that you could, you could do anything you need to do, probably on any computer, really, <clears throat> if, you, if you put your mind to it. But, uh, and I have students all the time, I'll say, okay, we're gonna do a MIDI piece tonight, you could do a you know, an intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and an outro. Well, they're trying to get the assignment done. And so they just, they make four bars and they just loop it the whole time and then and then make, you know, a half-ass uh, verse and half-ass chorus and then they loop that and then they say, okay, I'm done. And, you know, it's, it's not creative. I'm surprised, sometimes I have to even tell them to put the headphones on, you know, because they're just dragging stuff around like it's a, like it's some kind of video game where they just, if I put this color and this color and this loop and this loop together, it should sound okay. 
And, and it's almost like people are just trying to get stuff done to get stuff done as fast as they can get stuff done. And that is no way to make quality music that you're going to be proud of. And, um, and yeah, there is a next step here um, that we can go to to start slowing the creative process. For instance, I make sure I say, okay, they say I'm done. I'll say, and I'm my, my response is always the same. I'll be the judge of that. And so I come and listen and I say, you're not done because either you're not paying attention to the assignment or you're not creating anything. You're just throwing some stuff together and making noise. And, uh, but we, at some point we have to start getting feedback about what we're making so we can, because we're not smart enough to know it's perfect. We can say, oh, I made this. And listen, we all love listening to our own our own music, right? I love listening to my music. I'm sure you love listening to yours. And everybody, when you make something, you're like, dang, that's pretty good, especially with the sounds we have today and the loops that you can get and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes you're just going to need to show somebody what you've done and make sure that you're not just musically you know, pleasing yourself, let's just say, <laughs> and, and make sure you're not, um, uh, you're not just making that. And, uh, if, do you have anything else to say on this or can we move on to the next one? Because I have this next. Oh, well, I have a lot of things to say, but, but I think we got to move along because we got other things to talk about. So, um, yeah. so what do we got next here? We got not seeking feedback. Yeah, this is, well, a... that's, that's where I was leading to with yeah. this because when you when you rush the creative process, you might come out with something that's not as good as if you you taken the time and rethought it and maybe got some feedback and then go back and do it again. Uh, two nights ago, <clears throat> um, we I was I was watching over the mixing class and they were mixing this song they'd been mixing every night and they were sick of this song. And I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we go? It's supposed to be a night where the teacher gives feedback. I said, why don't we go over to the studio, one of the studios, and we'll listen in in a controlled studio environment instead of the classroom or instead of your headphones, which is the worst. And so we went into the studio and we just played everybody's mixes. And I didn't tell everybody whose they were. And we just all gave feedback to those songs. It was a lot of fun, actually. And I think they had a lot of fun doing it. It's great. And we wrote down notes. And everybody wrote down notes, and eventually we said whose it was, but we gave each one of them notes, and then they went back with that feedback, with those thoughts. And when they came back, the mixes were so much better. Yeah, there you go. Than, you know, than what they had just done on their own. I'm not saying totally. they rushed necessarily, but. Oh, man. I mean, get, yeah, getting feedback from other musicians or industry professionals doesn't have to be even music. It could be on just like your branding or your whatever, you know, your website. Uh, it's just so invaluable, man. It's so invaluable. It, it, and it is really going to help you improve um, on so many levels because we all have blind spots. There, No one's above feedback. I mean, it's like I uh, the feedback I get from my my team leader at Artlist Originals is amazing. I love it every time he gives me feedback. I'm just like, yeah, man. He's like, I, I, we just don't hear things sometimes. We yeah. lose, we lose some object objectivity when we're working on our on our tracks, and um, you know, sometimes we'll do yeah two three rounds of feedback on some of the these tracks I'm sending to Artlist Originals, and each time I'm just like. I man, I was like, you know, I tell him, I'm like, I wish I had you for every song, because <laughs> like, I really feel like you're it, the the feedback I get is it helps me, it really improves my mixes, and I know that 100%, you know, the feedback that I'm giving to the members of the Production Music Academy helps them with their mixes, and um, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, good constructive feedback is priceless, man. It's absolutely priceless. 
Yeah, and it's not just professional feedback, but uh, the students got a lot from hearing what the other students had to say. Exactly, about right, stuff. right. And, um, or you could even go farther than that, showing your wife or showing your friends mm -hmm. who are not music people, uh, their advice and their thoughts are hugely valuable because guess what? They are the audience. Yeah. Other music pros are not your audience. Music pros are just... Uh, you know, unless you're like talking about music for music libraries where you are sending to people who are more professional. But if you're making music for Spotify where you just want everybody to come and listen, then you are making it for non-pros. You're making it for the person who just likes to tap their foot and doesn't know anything about music. And so mm -hmm. it's important that you, you get feedback from people who are not the newest, hottest musician or, or the biggest guy in the industry. Yeah. So both kinds of feedback I think are good. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't always have to be uh, right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. like, sometimes you no. can get feedback and be like, I disagree. And like, yeah. and that's fine because certain things are just, comes down to, to and, and taste. Sometimes you shouldn't do what they say because it's wrong. Exactly. Sometimes you get a bad so. advice, but like, <laughs> I think sometimes it, it's just a way of seeing your blind spots. Sometimes people point something out and be like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Or I didn't notice that little thing. Like, no, I didn't notice that yeah. that, that beat was off time or this, or something was like this little tiny things, you know, some people notice yeah. it sometimes it's, it's interesting. So in <clears> that <throat> same kind of vein where we're talking about seeking, not seeking feedback, there's another thing that people are failing to do a lot of times, and I I was super guilty of this. Actually, we're all these days guilty of this because we're so isolated, and that is failing to collaborate. Mm -hmm. um, you want to start on this one since you had this down, but I have a great story for the sure too. So yeah, well I yeah I mean there's so much that you could say about collaboration. You've done more of it than I have, but uh, I mean collaborating with other musicians and producers. <clears throat> um, can lead to amaz amazing new opportunities and ideas. Um, I think that some, I mean, some artists are hesitant to, to collaborate, uh, especially early in their careers. And I think that that maybe comes down to just thinking that they're not good enough or um, they don't have enough value to bring to the table, or maybe they're just shy. Uh, I know I am, you know, fairly shy and uh, I'm, was probably reticent to to reach out to people and, and collaborate early on as well um, but i really think it's it's important to be open um to collaboration and and to seek out new opportunities to to work with uh, others in your field and and it, it's it's networking at the end of the day you want to build relationships i think that's what goes uh you know the longest that's what has the most value in this uh in this business it's a relationships business and uh you know we've said that a million times here on this podcast and <clears throat> i think that uh having friends like yourself to to you know to 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 bounce ideas off of and, and work on tracks together is a, it's a beautiful thing it's fun uh, you learn something from uh from speaking with other people and 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 uh writing stuff with other people and and um you come across new opportunities i mean can't tell you how many times like I've gotten uh, like some some professional work just from the you know someone saying hey like you know I, I got this gig do you, are you interested and and one thing leads to another and and it's yeah it's, it all comes down to relationships man I never would have thought I had this Stephen I just worked on a song and I sent it to him mainly because I wanted a real bass on the bass line because I mean my bass sample was fine but it just didn't have the groove that I wanted to have and. When Steve sent it back, he sent the baseline back, and it was it was mostly the same. But what I didn't even think about was the guitar 
doubling the bass. <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. You know, the, the, the guitar was, and it just made the song for me. I mean, right. it just, it makes it so, we've, you've talked, you've heard about on Steve's channel and, and, uh, you know, about Motion Array wanting real players. Well, that's the kind of thing that comes from being a real player is knowing what the guitar would do with the bass in a live situation or, mm -hmm. or in an orchestrated type situation. And that kind of thing would not have happened if, if I had not collaborated with Steve on this song. Long. And listen, I, you, many of you are probably starting off where I started off, where Steve started off, and that is in our little basement uh, laboratory, making stuff and saying, one day I'm going to show this to somebody. Again, we're wait, we're on our waiting phase, most likely then, and we're just making stuff. We're not showing anybody. If we're showing somebody, it's maybe a friend at work, or it's maybe your what your spouse or somebody like that, but. Uh, or your parent or somebody like that, but it's somebody safe that you don't feel, you know, scared of uh, <laughs> showing their stuff. Yeah. But the, the next step for you, besides getting feedback, is starting to get out and play with others. And it's one of those things that took me forever to do. I don't think I really started it until I was in my 30s and started going out, other than just my brother or the people I picked to collaborate with, but I'm talking about other professionals who were gonna? Who I was gonna hire? Who I was going to uh, <clears throat> work with and take clients to? And the more I did it, the more I saw the 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 amazing uh, dimensionality it brought to my music. And then going to Nashville, where all the players uh, that I I had always dreamed of working with were there. Um, I've used guys from Los Angeles. I'm now using people on Sound Better. I use people everywhere, but still I have these top musicians in Nashville that I still use all the time and engineers. And if I had not been willing to collaborate with them, I never would have had that experience and basically a six-figure company for 10 years or more, or 12, 15 years, because I had great collaborators. Mm -hmm. And those collaborators made my music sound so much better. It's like the secret to my success. And if I had never done that, then it would have been a classic mistake, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine where I would be if I hadn't reached out to randomly to a total stranger and told her that I really enjoyed her her video work. <laughs> like, you know, this is my roommate way back in the day showed me like this, uh, you know, she said, I, I have a friend who's a filmmaker, you should check her stuff out. I did, and it was like totally blown away. I just reached out, I said, I sent an email, and just be like, "Hey, I saw your stuff. My roommate showed me. Um, I'm, you know, it's amazing. If you ever, you know, uh, want to collaborate on a music video, um, you know, I, I'm a musician. I got a band. Yet it, yet it. You know, like so on and so forth. Um, a year later, we we finally we did that. We connected, and uh, and she's a, a you know a, a good friend of mine to this day and and she's thrown me so much professional work like so much scoring work she did exceptionally well as a, as a videographer um that's where i did how i got all my scoring work for patagonia and that kind of started my whole career just from that simple reaching out uh over email and just being like hey i like your stuff there was no pretense of like you know uh uh, uh, there was no, you know, me asking her anything. It was just literally, it was kind of just a fanboy email, just being like, "Hey, I really liked your videos. It's awesome." Like, by the way, good stuff. <laughs> that's that's a, it's as simple as that. I think sometimes, you know. If I had not worked with this vocal group and they were friends from high school, and then we worked together in college, and then when I came back from Chicago, we worked together on some other stuff. And uh, we were playing, and if I had not been playing with them and collaborating with them and writing with them, 
I would not have met my wife 34 years ago. Yeah. Uh, at a gig at a church, you know, where we're playing at a Christmas show and she's running sound. And uh, good things happen. And like I said, I would not have the business I have now, at least the production business, without the collaborations I had in Nashville. It just wouldn't have been that level yeah. of, of a business. And so all of that is super important. And, and make sure that you are collaborating because it's going to take your, the dimension of your music to a new, a new level. It's going to make it fatter. It's going to make it bigger. It's going to make it different. And you're going to learn. And, and, it's, and you're going to enrich your life by having by having new friends that inspire you, uh, and they can be from anywhere in the world. Uh, you know, my last collaboration with uh, my friend Mansij from India. You know, we've we've chatted a few times over Zoom, and when we talk, uh, it's just fascinating for me to to learn what's going on in India. I mean, I have no idea what's going on in India, but it, you know, it's like it's great to talk to a music producer who's living in Delhi and you know tell and telling me about what life is like there and as a, as a musician as a, mus a producer it's fascinating to me and and it really is like you know I just love to learn about different cultures and and uh, what people are doing all over the world it's 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 inspiring right and then uh the next thing on this list and kind of the final thing we have on here I think right now unless we think of something else but it is um neglecting self promotion in other words yeah. Being too afraid to promote yourself or tell people what you're doing kind of goes a, a little bit with some of the other stuff we've been talking about. But um, this is know, a big I, one. Yeah, I just did that album. I've got, like I said, I, I'm doing a live tomorrow, which, and when this comes out, it'll be on uh, two days ago. But um, it's going to be on Friday, and it's a a video about how I promoted the album that I put out. And talked about a few weeks ago and just to talk about how what happened when with with the very little promotion i did now one of the biggest parts of my talk on that day will be all the things i should have done and didn't do um you know because we tend to think oh if i just get people to spotify that's it that that's all i need to worry about is, is people listen on spotify and, and to, to be honest it was mostly a spotify experiment but at the same time i could have done a lot more and I just neglected it all because I don't necessarily need to call attention to myself any more than I already do, um, you know. <clears> and so I just, and, and that's I think that's what we feel like. We feel like, hey, I'm already being this music artist, and I'm I'm making stuff, and I'm I'm telling everybody about it, and I've got this name, and I've got a website, and I got email, social media, and all this kind of stuff. Do I really have to just continue to push, throw stuff in people's face all the time that I'm doing this? Your thoughts on that? Oh man, so many thoughts. I mean, it's it, it, you know, it's it's great to be an artist and it's great to be talented, but it's uh, you got to remember that music is is it's not just an art form; it's a business. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, yeah. it's like you have to you have to embrace that reality yeah. to some extent. I think it's really important to learn about the industry and how to navigate it, because I think you know many musicians and producers rely or you know they want to just kind of be relying on solely on their on their talent to get noticed um but now more than ever it's just so important to actively promote yourself uh and your work uh not saying you have to be on every social media platform i'm not saying that you have to be on TikTok. um and you know i think this it it can be anything from you know, trying to build some kind of online presence, starting there, We're networking with with industry professionals like we just talked about, um, and actively seeking out those kinds of opportunities, uh, 
or just, yeah, building a website, you know, it's, it's as simple as that. Putting some music on SoundCloud. You don't have to do it all at once, but I think, you know, kind of building that web, that social presence online is, is absolutely essential. Um, and, and, and I'm not talking about just for artists here. I'm talking about for like people who are, you know, call themselves music producers or interested in sync licensing and stuff like that. I think that the days of being an anonymous, uh, composer sync, like, you know, producer are, are coming to an end here. So it's, it's just so important now more than ever to not neglect self-promotion. Exactly. And, you know, uh, we, we tend to think, like I said, and, and this is what I did with my, I'm, I really focused on Facebook and Instagram ads mm. and, and you know why? Because this is probably the easiest and less and, and least resistance that you'll do. All you got to do is put an ad out and then you go, you just put your hands behind your back and you're good, right? You don't have to do anything. Just go to Disney and let the ads do the work of promoting you. It's the laziest uh, way to, to self-promote yourself. It, it's not anything that causes you like strain to have to do as far as tell people and talk to people and, and, and all these kind of things. But I have a whole, I did also email my, uh, a few of my mailing lists and I think I told people on discord and I told my family and friends only on Facebook, which is not a big group. Cause I, I don't want, I just didn't want to spam everybody on Facebook. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. But I, I also have a section called what I didn't do. And there's tons of what I didn't do to promote myself. I didn't, I didn't do any kind of publicity, which is probably not something I would have done anyway, or radio, which again is not something I would have done. I would, I could have done more ads. I could have really worked the ads to 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 do better. I worked them a little bit. Um, I could have done different kind. I could have done Google ads. I could have done all sorts of ads. I could have done YouTube videos for the songs, like played them on the piano and, and shot videos of it. I could have done shorts. I could have done ads for. Uh, live for you two. I could have done live, a live gig and told everybody about it. I could have made hard copies and CDs and sold them on Bandcamp. I could mm -hmm. have, you know, I could have done a lot, um, but I didn't. And it's not that. And because and the other thing is, it's it's a piano brand, a quiet piano brand. So it's not like pop music. So it's not going to appeal to the masses. And if you want to be seen and heard, and you want your music to to do something, you've got to promote it out. So that people will go to it. So, <clears throat> yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like I've all the I've never paid for any advertising for uh, you know my YouTube channel, my Production Music Academy, Production Music Tools. It's all organic. Um, I've got you know an email list of almost ten thousand people. It was over ten thousand. I've trimmed it <laughs> down because wow. you got to do that with your mailing list every now every now and then. Get rid of the uh, inactive users, but. Um, you know, it's all organic. It's all organic growth. It's amazing what you can do. Um, that being said, totally nothing wrong with uh, doing paid advertising. Like I've, I've done paid advertising for my band uh, back in the day, uh, and, and it worked well. And uh, I plan to do some paid, you know, advertising for uh, the, the Academy and production tools at some point soon. Um, but, uh, you know, I think one thing, uh, speaking of mistakes that I think people make, uh, and I hear this all the time, one thing I really recommend you don't do is buy likes or uh, buy Instagram likes or, or buy, uh, you know, like get pay some promotion company to to boost your Instagram without knowing for sure that it's like it's like they're actually doing a good job because I can't tell you how many times I've heard people doing this and, and they just like hire out click farms before. And and it's it like back in the day. Yeah. Back, you, you like when Facebook pages <clears throat> were the thing. We did it all the time. 
Well, I mean, well, what I'm talking about is like click farms, you know, because oh, no. Um, no. because like you can you can buy ads that that promote your Facebook page and get likes or whatever, but like and and that may or may not be organic good traffic, but there's there's actually services out there that will just buy you like ten thousand Instagram followers, you know. But the yeah. these are just click farms; they're not real fans. And so when you put a, a post out there, you don't actually get any engagement on it, and it kind of ruins the whole algorithm because you're you're like your posts aren't going to go to actual fans you know you don't want to do that so many people do this though people buy uh instagram followers uh all the time and and uh i think it's, it's a huge it's a huge you. mistake it's a vanity metric and uh same with youtube subscribers to be YouTube honest with subscri you. subscribers to uh, uh spotify um uh, streams followers, uh, followers yeah. too yeah it, it's they're all out there these services are out there for for all the platforms and um i think people yeah it's it's a i wouldn't do it i, I what you, highly what you recommend be, not doing that the, the the point is are people consuming it and now uh, that's what i did the ads for is to is to get people there and listening not and and i did you know you do focused ads you focused on the people who would like quiet Easter piano music, you know, you're yeah. not going after people who like rock and roll because they would hate it. Yeah, you, so you you're can dial in like very, audience. very specific demographics very in, in your specific. Facebook ads. It's very useful for that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I so think that's, yeah, uh, that that's something that I'm going to talk about a lot tomorrow when I talk about promoting and, and mm. marketing and trying to see <clears> if it was worth spending money in the first place to do it. And I think it was. And again, I did it as an experiment too, you know, just so everybody could see what what happens if you do this. Now I'm nowhere as scientific as Andrew Southworth and Tom Dupree and those guys. They they know the stuff and they do, you know. And I didn't spend that much either. I was like spending five bucks a day tops, you know, something like that, for, not for very long, only for about a half a month or so, or a month. But mm -hmm. uh, still, it's a <clears> lot. And uh, and it, I think it did do some things. You can see it move the needle, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think I've and I'm now I'm doing a YouTube uh, push for a client, and that's absolutely moving the needle. I can see those views going up on YouTube, and views don't go up easily on YouTube because they got to watch for thirty seconds or more, and so. Um, and, but I've seen subscribers grow too. That so that means we know that people are not only going over there from Facebook or Instagram, but they're also um, they're also becoming. Fans. So now you yeah. have to do those that advertising through Google AdSense, right? For for YouTube. No, I did this advertising through Facebook and Instagram, through Meta. Oh, so you're you're put you're pushing people to YouTube through Facebook yes. ads. I yes. got you. Okay. Yeah, and they will go if you pay them. I mean, if you pay them, they'll show it to people because they want you know you to pay them. But um, that seems more more uh, like I can see where every penny is going. And it's and it's giving me what I want, which is YouTube views and subscribers. So mm. uh, I'm not. It's not for my brand. It's for a client's brand, and we've done it a few times, <clears throat> and it's working great. I mean, we're paying less than a dime per click, maybe you know nine cents, five cents, mm. something like that, something super low. But again, it's because we can really dial in the kind of people who would like this music, and we're playing a video as the ad so they hear right. the music before they even click on it to go over and watch the video right. so they're seeing a little bit of the video in the ad and then they're saying yeah i want to go watch that and so um that kind of promotion is 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 out there for you it's it's low-hanging fruit really i mean you've got all these things to promote on 
And uh, and it's the easiest one, to be honest with you, because it doesn't require you to go, hey, everybody, I've got this new, new song out. All you have to do is kind of show a video, piece of the video or piece of the song or something. And, and um, uh, you know, some of these tools like DistroKid, they give you these easy tools yeah. to, to promote yourself with. And so <clears throat> um, really spo- we're getting really spoiled on these tools that that DistroKid gives us. But totally. yeah, you've got to you've got to promote yourself. But all of these things. They all kind of really go back to fear. They go back to um, just not focusing on the things you need to do. And you're just going to continue to run into these mistakes time after time unless you are you have some focus and you, you get out into the world with your music and you get it going. You're not just waiting. You're not rushing through things. Just throw something out. You're not just doing this all by yourself down in your basement and no showing no one or if you're not showing anyone you know you're not collaborating and you're not promoting your music let anybody know it's there you're not even putting it on spotify to begin with you've got to do things you've got to push out and you've got to get out into the world with your music it's it's hugely important take your time build your chops build your confidence when the time is right for you to get out there put yourself out there do not hesitate go for it absolutely Hey, we'd love to hear what you think of this. Put your comments below. And uh, if you're listening on Spotify, thanks for listening or listening on any podcast program. Thanks so much for listening. We're seeing the numbers grow and we're so excited to have you guys listening. So thanks so much. And remember that we have lots of different things that you might want to look at, both at makemusicincome.com, which is the website uh, for my channel, and productionmusicacademy.com. You can check out what Steve has got going in that academy. He's always making it, taking it to the next level. And we'd love to have you uh, check out what we've got. I've got lots of free stuff on my site, free eBooks. I just put out a new free eBook called The Tools You Need to Make Music and Make Music Income, which talks about DAWs, including the free versions, free plugins, all that kind of stuff. You can get that eBook at makemusicincome.com. Absolutely. And in the description of this video, there is a freebie for you in all of my videos, a little free sample pack and MIDI pack. Yeah, go get that. Get it. Get it. Don't <laughs> have some focus on that. Focus on the focus free stuff. on the freebies. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.